This is Jim, and welcome to Second Chance Moped Podcast. Hey everybody, this is a little different show this week. Uh, this is a recording from the second info session for the Baker's Dozen this year. It will be kicking off June 30th? I should check that really before we get going. Um, but the race starts July 1st. I had that conversation with somebody earlier this week. Um, I'm bantering right now because I'm a prepared podcaster and obviously a very prepared um, volunteer for the Baker's Dozen. And I am going through my calendar right now. The Baker's Dozen will be going um, starting in Burlington, Vermont. The meetup will be June 30th going and ending in Kalamazoo on the 5th of July. Yeah. So... Enjoy your preview, and we will be back next week to your regular scheduled show. So uh, this is going to be our second info session. The first one, we kind of had maybe slightly more attendance, and so there were different questions that we recorded at the end. If additional questions come up, we'd prefer to save them for the end just because we're going to end up recording, like documenting everything and sharing this with everybody after the fact just so everyone's on the same page about uh, any clarifying details. The purpose of us aiming to do this presentation was to give individuals who maybe haven't historically been able to participate in Bakers a little bit more context about what the race is and what it's actually going to look like to participate in it. Um, so kind of without further ado, I'm going to start and then Maitland's going to interject uh, if there's any additional clarifying details that I'm missing or things that you'd like to add as we go. So the scope of what we're going to talk about, so kind of an overview of why we want to do Bakers, what the actual event work, how it works, what a typical day looks like, details about registration because we're trying to dial this in a little bit more, things you might want to bring, how the team dynamics work, ballpark loose estimates for cost, what's actually allowed, and then an open Q&A at the end. So just, again, hold on to your questions because we do want them at the end. Uh, so initial question for a lot of people who are not as familiar is, why do you want to suffer like this, aka why do you want to do Bakers? So generally, uh, this sort of falls into a few different bins depending on who you are. For a lot of people that have been in mopeds for a long time, this might be more of a test of your moped clout or your abilities. For other people, this can be just a ride with friends and a chance to kind of explore the country and see some really cool roads and places that you wouldn't otherwise see. And then the other thing of spending time with your friends. And also spending time with moped friends that maybe you wouldn't necessarily see outside of the scope of popping into rallies. So it's a really cool chance to just meet people from all over the country who are also very excited about mopeds. How does the actual event work? So most critically, what we'd really like everybody to do is register in advance this year. So we do have a registration deadline of May 17th. If there's some extenuating circumstances that pushes you past this date to register, please reach out to us. We still wanna make sure that everyone can participate. There were questions last time about whether or not the, there was going to be a cap on the number of people that could participate. We're not planning to have a cap on the number of teams or anything like that, but this is really important because for us to make group campsite reservations and reservation like uh, suggestions about lodging, 
we need to know a headcount in advance. So having everyone on the same page as early as possible is very helpful. Also, registering early allows you to book lodging, figure out logistics for your chase, and whether or not you uh, need any hosting in addition to maybe if, if you don't want to be at the campsites or if you want to stay with friends at any of these places, it makes it a lot easier. Uh, just, just a little note on that one. Sorry to interrupt. Yeah. Um, the lodging recommendations for the route are now up live on the website. Uh, there's a Google Maps link to the group campsite uh, for day zero, essentially, in Burlington. And then also for uh, day one in Deerfield, Massachusetts. And then day four in uh, Columbus, Ohio. There's Google Maps links to the lodging that we've selected as uh, the finish line. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Maitland. Um, other recommendations for this, so build a moped, probably do that in advance. There are teams that have spent months tuning in advance. There are other people that have literally thrown their bike together in the days leading up to the race. You can choose your own adventure and do this however you'd like. Uh, logistically, our starting point is going to be meeting up on June 30th for the pre-race meet and greet, which is when we're also going to go over rules and distribute things like t-shirts. Potentially, we've also done that at the end of the race historically, depending on how the timelines work out for that. Uh, and then officially the race will begin July 1st. And then from that point, you will have 24 hours to reach each successive checkpoint. Uh, the main thing to keep in mind here is that this is also an orienteering challenge. So we give you a point A and a point B, but you're free to decide to go between those points however you'd like within the context of the rules that we provide. So there's a couple of common caveats that come up about uh, interstates that maybe Maitland can give a quick call out to just because this was also a, a thing that people were curious about last time. Uh, yeah, so uh, we have updated the language. It was previously taken off because it was hard to enforce when it was just me. Uh, but if you take a look at the rules website, um, as Baker doesn't run, bakersdozenrun.com slash rules. Um, you'll see rules 12 and 13 specifically. Um, there's language there regarding uh, interstates. I know across the country, some roads go by different names. Um, so, but the way that we have it written here is that uh, you may not ride on any interstates, highways with posted no motorized bicycles signs or similar language like that. Um, not every roadway does that. For instance, there are definitely 75 mile an hour roads in Texas that are the bicycle route, if you will. Uh, but to finish rule 12, uh, you can't ride on any freeways or other byways which have on ramps and off ramps. If there is an intersection on the roadway, um, then it's fine for you to be on that roadway. Even if the speed limit is 70 miles an hour, if there are stop signs and stoplights and just regular intersections along that roadway, that's a perfectly legal road for you to be on. Um, though the other aspect of this rule 13 is for the duration of the race. So this is for all five days, uh, you are allowed uh, to violate this rule for two off ramps. <clears throat> so for example, um, you found like, oh, if we take the interstate uh, here and get off at the second exit, um, then this will save us like 30 minutes over everyone else. 
Um, I did this in the second pinball run, for example. Uh, rather than drive through Missouri, we elected to go over a bridge, which was an interstate, uh, and then we went through Illinois, which was much more serene and peaceful. Um, so it worked out really well. Um, but you get two for the duration of the entire race. And before you do this, you must uh, communicate your intent to race uh, organizers. So if you're planning on doing it like the third morning, let's say, um, reach out to one of the race organizers in like a private message or just talk to one of us in person. Um, and be like, hey, uh, this is what we're going to plan to do today. We don't have to announce it to everyone. You don't have to post it in the channel. Uh, but if you just have to let us know, and we're like, okay, cool. That looks legit. That looks fine. Um, have fun. That's really it. Yeah. <clears throat> um, uh, yeah. So I think that's good. There's also copies of all of this, like Maitland said, uh, on the rules webpage. And there's a link to that in this this presentation, which can be sent out after the fact, just so people have another reference for that as well. Um, so what I was saying about orienteering challenges, so things to keep in mind, this can include long stretches of like rural roads where maybe we won't have cell service or gas stations for many miles. This could potentially be elevation changes, though likely not to be as critical this year as compared to some previous years. Also potential for inclement weather or wind or storms. So there's a rule, a waiver for a reason as well, um, just because this you know, can be somewhat treacherous depending on how you choose to approach the race for yourself. But all said, the race will end July 5th uh, and will be hosted at Quarter Kick in Kalamazoo. And then we also will have the Google Maps route link here, which sort of helps for things like route planning. I'd also say a couple of other recommendations. So. Google Maps isn't always the best solution for route planning as you start thinking about this. There are other apps such as Kamut, which is more meant for like bicyclists uh, that can also make it potentially easier to find different options that may be faster than what you'd find off the cuff on Google Maps. Uh, also a thing to keep in mind with that is the road conditions that Google Maps claims may not your mileage may vary when you're actually on a bike. Things like gravel or uh, historic trails may not be as friendly to you on a moped versus in a car. So what does a typical day look like? So generally in the morning, usually by 8 a.m., everybody's awake, they're starting to work on breakfast or actually working on repairs for bikes. Uh, the most critical time the day of each successive race is going to be 9.50 because that's going to be the point when everyone is lining up together. It's very important at this time that riders and Chase turn Glimpse on. Glimpse is an app that we use so we're able to share our location, which lets us keep track of, independent of the semi being an honor system, uh, where everyone is at all times. And this also makes this more of a spectator sport for your friends and others that are at home that would otherwise like to be able to uh, engage in like what's going on with the race. The actual timer for the day is gonna start at 10 a.m. When that starts, whether or not you are ready to go or not, uh, the race is going to begin. So one important caveat is like we said, you have 24 hours to go from point A to point B. If by 10 a.m. on this successive day, 
you have not reached this deadline from the previous day, this is when you'd be DNS. Now, if you've already reached this deadline and maybe you're trying to fix like some critical issue on a bike or you rolled in with a flat tire or something like that, you're allowed to stay and finish completing repairs on your bike and then proceed out when you're ready. You just have to be at this point ready to go when the timer starts or at this point when the timer starts. So uh, sometime between 10 a.m. and finish, it's common that riders will switch out, especially on longer days. We really request that riders keep their glimpse updated. So if you're switching from chase to riding the bike, make sure to annotate that and just update the tagline in your glimpse. We'll give actual instructions about this during the race or like in the pre-race meeting that everyone will be able to attend. Uh, again, this is how people are able to spectate. So it's really important to keep this updated. And then if you're actually like actively racing, the easiest way to keep in touch with everybody generally then tends to be Discord. So Discord's also where between 4 and 8 p.m. or later, you will end up posting your finish line picture. And it's really important that you post this finish line picture because this is where we actually apply your end time for that particular day based on the timestamp uh, when that photo comes in. And there are extenuating circumstances when maybe there's not cell service or other uh, caveats there, which we can work out. I think it definitely helps if you're like grabbing a selfie with someone else who's already validated their finish time um, and making sure to also clarify times. We can evaluate that on a case-by-case -case basis, but generally your easiest option is just going to be trying to make sure you're posting this where you have service. Uh, and then once the race day actually finishes, most teams just kind of tend to hang out, eat, rest a little bit, work on repairs for the bikes. If you're working on something really catastrophic, you may end up not finishing until after 8 p.m. That's definitely happened before. And usually everyone is very excited to welcome you in at the, the designated stopping place when you eventually show up. Um, again, also if something like that happens, you're able to extend into the following day as long as you get to the next day's finish point by the 10 a.m. start for the next leg. So what's included in registration? So registration, covers our group campsites in Burlington, or sorry, in Vermont, and both of the sites in Pennsylvania. This also gets you your stick swag, your t-shirt, and this is what makes you eligible to win like a prize at the conclusion of the race. If you don't wanna camp with a group, we still need to charge the same flat registration for everybody. Uh, so that's your own decision at that point. Other things to keep in mind, the more people that are actually registering and participating means that you have a larger prize pool, which is how like essentially all of the registration fees typically get split up uh, amongst like prizes for first, second, and third place teams. And then additionally, Maitland's also worked out a really awesome deal with Benji from Treatland such that if you register, you get a 25% off discount at Treatland. Do you want to talk a bit about that Maitland? Uh, yeah, so I'll mention that. And then there is like one little thing I'll mention about the actual registration process. Uh, it's on there too. But um, so yeah, basically, um, when you register the team captain, um, or if you are a solo rider, you yourself, um, 
I will forward your email over to Dana at Treats. And then Dana will get in touch with you and send you an email. Um, and there will be a 25% discount code. The code will be valid for two weeks, but it will not be activated until you request it. So you will then send an email back to Dana or whoever it treats. You'll be like, okay, I'd like to activate my code. And once once that's confirmed, then your code will be active for two weeks and then it will, will expire. Um, but I won't ever see or handle your code. That's something that you'll just work out individually with treats. Uh, team captains recommended, or if it's just you as a solo rider, uh, just to limit the points of contact, really. Um, and then one just note uh, for teams that are registering, uh, I put this in some words on the registration page, but uh, there's a glitch in the signup form. And so if you try to put the team name in, you, your captain's already registered, for example, and you're trying to register, uh, it'll say that the name has been taken. So just add like a character or a slash, or not a slash, add a character or a letter to your team name and it will complete registration. Uh, there's just a little glitch in the sign-up form and I don't know how to fix it yet. So that's all. Cool. Um, things to keep in mind that registration does not include all of the parts you will need to actually participate in the event, any flights that you incur getting to the event, meals, hotels, gas, etc. So uh, just something to keep in mind and just to clarify for anyone who hasn't previously participated. So what do you need to bring? So this is going to run from Vermont to Kalamazoo, uh, or Burlington, Vermont to Kalamazoo, Michigan in July. So general things that have been useful to teams historically. Show up with a running moped to the race. Have ample spare parts and tools. Uh, things to think about, like you could get a pop tire, you could have intakes crack, you could have, uh, you know, exhaust pipes crack, your carburetor could get clogged in a way that can't be repaired. So sort of the scope of tools is very broad. Some people have brought, you know, full welding equipment historically. Others have even brought like a drill press, which I don't actually think was even used. So this is like somewhat open to your interpretation about what you are comfortable bringing. And then keep in mind that generally most teams are pretty friendly. Like once you're posted up in the spot for the night, if someone has some niche tool or like a, an equipment that you might want to use. Uh, but that's obviously for teams to work out on a case-by-case -case basis. We also advise you to have helmets, probably riding gloves and safety gear. All of these things will make you less likely to get pulled over, especially when we're rolling through a lot of tiny rural towns on already very weird motorized vehicles. Um, Definitely bring clothing with ample layers for the week, especially if you plan to do any of the camping, probably a sleeping bag and a tent if you're camping, toiletries. And then one really important thing is like snacks, water, and the comforts for the road, because sometimes there can be several hundred miles between stops. And even if it's like, you know, a gas station sandwich that can make or break your morale when you're trying to fix a moped on the side of the road. I'd also say based on my experience in 2022, things like a little pop-up tent for shade can also be really invaluable as well as a lot of water, uh, like reiterating water, uh, just because 
again, it makes all the difference if you need to fix your bike on the side of the road. Gas is also another big one because there's not really, you're going to be responsible for keeping track of the distance between the gas stations and whether or not you have enough fuel. Uh, so how many people per team? So typically people have done Bakers as solo riders where only one person has ridden and then had like a support person working as their chase. But teams have also gone up to five people. Five is the maximum per the rules. If you want to ride entirely by yourself, you can do that with or without a chase. But if you have a chase, they should also register. Things that tend to help, so keeping in mind for longer days, having the ability to switch out your with other members of your team can make a huge difference. Teams of three tend to balance this out really nicely because then you're not simultaneously trying to switch directly from riding to then driving the car and doing navigation at the same time. You can kind of get a good rhythm switching between individuals. Uh, we also have Discord available if you're looking for other potential riders or prospective teammates. There are not restrictions on one single chase operating for multiple teams. That's entirely allowed, but it's going to be up to you to decide how you would like to triage amongst your multiple bikes if that is something you decide to do. Uh, a very critical rule to keep in mind though, is you are not allowed at any point in the race from the time that it begins to the end to put your moped in any chase, even if it's not your chase during the, the race. Uh, any bike that gets put into a vehicle means that you get DNF'd immediately. And you're not gonna be eligible for prizes. So just keep in mind. Yeah, and the, the specific rule regarding that is basically the moped can only be propelled by either human or moped power. Uh, people have definitely been towed by other mopeds. That is acceptable because it is moped power and that is the way the rule is written. Um, but if you put it into a car or a trailer or anything that is not human or moped, like you could carry it, you could certainly carry it on your back. Um, but a car is a no-no. You can also push it up a mountain if that's what you need to do. <laughs> you can also, yeah, manually just push that thing around. I have a question for this, Maitland. What if sure. you put your bike in a freewheel mode? And your chase driver is in the vehicle, but they have your hand, their hand on your back like the hand of God. Is that acceptable? Because, no, because it's not human because, power. But the humans touching the okay. I'll, I ain't doing that. It's not shit. It is specifically <laughs> human power. It's not okay. human touching. The car is powering <laughs> a human in that scenario. Are you not one with your car? I uh, I'm not. Okay, I agree with you, but I just said okay. I'll go back to mute. It's okay. All right. Anything else, Maitland? Uh, no, that was it, I think. Yeah, that was it. Okay. So, yeah, general ballpark between one and five people, three tends to be a good number. Keep in mind also this race is five days, which is historically a little bit shorter than it's been. So five people means one ride per day on average. So up to you to decide how you want to race the race this year. Uh, how much does Bakers cost? So I think this is a really common question for people that haven't necessarily done this before. And I can't answer this in super specific terms for you because this varies a lot based on how far it takes you to get to the race. 
as well as uh, fuel economy for your bike, how many spare parts you'd like to bring, it's sort of up to you. Registration is going to be $100 regardless of if you're a chaser or a rider. If you want to just follow along the race and spectate and not actually participate and just watch your friends, you can do that for free. You do not have to pay registration. But if you want to be eligible to place in the race, you do need to register. Now, other costs, general ballparks, uh, things to think about. So chase vehicles frequently can be rented from like Hertz or Home Depot. Uh, moving vans tend to work really well. People also use personal pickup trucks depending on if they have those available. I myself might be using a Mazda 3 with a hitch being thrown on to be determined, but general cost to rent can be like $500, give or take. Gas for the whole race, ballpark, assuming some summer gas prices, probably likely to be almost $200. Hotels will be less than $150 a night, Generally, like what we put forward as recommendations are things along the lines of like Motel 6, Motel 8, like places where they are not going to care if we want to hang out in the parking lot working with power tools until the wee hours of the morning. Um, I anecdotally, every time I've done this, every Motel 6 is pretty much cooled whatever as long as you're not a dick to the people that are there. Like don't do some burnouts at 11. But if you need to get drunk while you're working out of your van, that's acceptable. And the the staff is usually okay with it, to be honest. Yeah. And it's fun to commiserate with other people in the parking lot who are doing the same thing. <laughs> Maitland, really... don't you only stay at hotels that Tom Bodette will leave the light on for you at? I mean, that's Motel 6. But there's, there's one in Pensacola with an autographed picture of him. Uh... Well, let's see, just for reference, I'm going to tell you right now, the Motel 6 um, in Columbus, Ohio, if you book today, uh, Thursday, July 4th, check out Friday, July 5th, uh, that looks to be about $58 a night. Perfect. So. Very. Nine in taxes and fees. Nice. Yeah. So, like... Definitely nice. can be much less than 150 a night. If you want to ball out at a five-star hotel, go for it. Uh, group campsites are included in the registration cost. You will not pay anything extra for those. As I said, if you decide not to use those, conversely, your registration is not going to be adjusted. It's a flat rate per person. Uh, recommendations for food. I'd say assume between $20 and $50 a day for meals and snacks, which racks up between $100 and $250 a person for the five days. Your parts budget varies pretty drastically. So historically, there have been teams that have run with absolutely no spares. There have been teams that have had almost a full replacement bike. I think some of the teams that aired on the side of like a full replacement bike number of repairs for like 2022 were sort of like I wish I wouldn't have lugged all of these around by the end of 10 days and maybe that is slightly overkill if we're doing a five-day race another thing to keep in mind is we're going to be going through multiple moped hubs over the course of this event so you probably have pretty good likelihood of being able to snag spare parts if you need them at the various stops uh additionally lodging rec log lodging recommendations like as maitland had said have already been posted on the website we can circulate that again after the info session 
And then just another plug for the fact that you do get that discount registration code uh, from Treatland once you actually register to participate in the race. So that can potentially really help with your parts budget, assuming you're economical about consolidating all of your orders within that two week window. So what's allowed? So I'm not going to read this list of rules because it's posted on the official rules website. As Maitland said, we adjusted the language a little bit for rules 12 and 13, but the high level things to keep in mind, uh, you need to bring a moped. Don't not bring a moped to this event. We all have like a general consensus and understanding of what constitutes a moped. Also- Have you guys decided on electrical? on electric if somebody comes with that is that has that been delineated maitland uh no because i i really don't think anyone will if someone does absolutely let's see it i think t3 may come with a hybrid okay. Interesting. Um, cool no i'm mm -hmm. i think they wanted to do that but yeah i i don't think anyone is and i guess we'll cross that bridge if someone actually does show up that'd be interesting it would be interesting um so the another question that came up in the last Q&A session was about registration. I think generally what we were referring to is do whatever is legal for your state, keeping in mind that if your state doesn't force you to have a moped registration or a sticker or license plate displayed, it might be in your best interest to figure out a way to get a bike registered because these random small towny cops who have never seen a moped in their life before might feel slightly better about our existence if you at least have something on the moped. Uh, but again, there's some more specifics about that based on particular states having different, uh, different rules. And then also you're responsible for following laws. There is a waiver. Don't do anything illegal. Like, I mean, or at least if you get pulled over, maybe think about not telling the cop I'm racing other people, you might get farther with that. Uh, and then other things to keep in mind, like this is a big community event. We all want to be friends. So like don't harass or verbally like attack other riders. We don't want to make a deal out of it as organizers, but we also want everyone to be friends at the end of this. And also maybe don't leave people stranded or in otherwise dangerous situations because we want to take care of everyone within the community. And above all, don't DNF and have a good time. Uh, again, these rules are going to be on the official rule website and we can talk about any clarifying details and write those down to distribute at the end. So this would bring us to the open Q&A, which we can keep recording for, but I'm going to stop screen sharing because I'm going to take the notes for everybody and people can feel free to interject with questions now. I can add to assault gym though, right? I'll let me I, I hate you and you, I hope you know that Colby. I'm gonna verbally assault you. I'm gonna assault you every chance I can. You and your dog. <laughs> Leave the little do dog too. Yeah. I love Stuart. I would never hurt him. I'll only, no, I won't even do that. I love Stuart. Why is there a raccoon? Is that a squirrel? Yeah, does anyone turn? see the squirrels? <laughs> yeah, I'm looking at the squirrel right now. Yeah. I, I feel like losing. that's Valerie. Valerie's got the squirrel game going down. I feel like that's, is that a possum? 
Hell yes. Is that a vole or a mole? That's Nicodemus from The Secret of Nem. Yeah. All right, I have two questions real quick. Um, I'm going to bring my RV. It's a 23-footer. It's only like a Class B. It's a little thing. Are those campsites in the Motel 6s going to be like wanting like money for an RV coming through? No? Okay, cool. And then the second thing is like what's what major thing do you guys replace? Like I'm assuming like a soft seize might happen. A clutch might fuck up. Like what's like cylinders? What's, like, okay. Reeds. I think almost everything has been replaced. Case yeah. halves been replaced. Like bearings. Uh, sometimes anything you don't bring with you. Anything that you don't bring Um, I think the year that I did it, it we had like a an intake rack which necessitated replacing an entire carburetor. And we didn't have the exact same carburetor at the spare. So then that made us have to retune everything. And we didn't really expect like a, a literal metal MLM intake to crack. I know other teams had exhaust pipes crack. Uh, commonly, it seemed more like cylinders. We had one uh, soft seize as well that ended up well mm -hmm. i guess actually no it was a hard seize that it's we needed seize. to replace everything for uh that really sucked because we were just kicking the bike over and then uh, everything blew up but it it very much varies i know um balls and cones for tires or wheels have also had been issues before things i i haven't so what have we not heard of things of breaking Maitland. just channel your ever... inner chad burke and not break anything <laughs> that's all you have to do that's what i tried to i tried to do that my best life. i saw chad year one he overcame a thing but like i tried to channel it and like other than the tire i didn't break anything you got channel the whole day just like i am chad burke and then you'll be fine i think whatever you don't bring along will break yeah, that's that's I think true. Everything is broken though. Like I'm trying to think, like a whole Hobbit rear transmission exploded. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, not you. If I can, if I can add something here to the not breaking stuff, like there's definitely like a real superstition that the thing that breaks, if you can leave it broken and keep riding, nothing will subsequently break afterwards. But if you keep fixing the thing that broke, something else will break so you find the thing that you can live with that's broken and leave it broken and then you're done yeah but you articulate curses like that and that it makes the power go down <laughs> what i'm just making shit up yeah you are <laughs> also pushing a moped is never an option so like don't build that into your strategy human powered is not really a thing so just no <laughs> <laughs> is your brother-in-law brother coming again? But that bear behind you is going to make you We don't have any guarantees faster. Yet. I'm taking the pedals off my uh, pook, so it's not going to be. Yeah, also, you don't I'll want, you, dude. Like three... You don't want to pedal, like hard no. mode, no pedaling. I just you, have you pedals bring on because parts that's... you can bring. Sorry, Jim. No, you go. Oh, um, you know, for people who who maybe haven't done it yet. Um, bring a spare motor, bring everything. Cause even if you DNF, you're going to want to get your bike back on the road and finish the ride for fun. So don't, don't limit your spare parts to the rules. Like obviously follow the rules when you're competitive, 
but maybe if you can afford it or if you have it, I would bring whatever you have just so you can finish the ride for, for shits and giggles because it would suck to not have it and need it and then have to put your moped in the van for days on end. Mm-hmm. Good advice. Is everyone liquid cooling their stuff? It happens no. a lot. Yeah. Yeah, it's become more more prevalent. Mm-hmm. I have a setup. I just need to start testing it. Testing's way overrated. Are all the liquid cools custom, or is that no. something you, you can buy? No, well, you can buy them. my my cylinder on my bike is a a cylinder designed for that engine. My head was made by Treats. I mean, yeah, Treat has a like for Pook at least they have the Gila kit. They have like five different cylinder heads that are liquid cooled. Mm-hmm. And so, if you're doing liquid cooled, is that more for long endurance rides? Yes. Or is it just good over to keep the temp down? It's like, better cooling. Yeah. It's insurance. Oh, it's yeah. insurance because it gives you some secondary way in the event that you get in there, like before things blow up. Yeah, like honestly, Tyrone down in Miami, they use it for their drag racing, but it's overkill. Like they're running their bikes for five minutes, so like they don't need liquid cooling. On Wait, things. people yeah. drag race mopeds. Yeah. Nope. Really? Yes, they do, Colby. Yeah, no, seriously, they do. Yeah, it's it's down in Miami. There's a whole little scene of it. Yeah. It's It's something. There's a if you're on Instagram, there's a video on uh, my Instagram of them dragging. I'm working on more content of it. I'm down in Tampa. I'm in Tampa. Just it takes six hours for me to get down to them. So that's you should start the drag racing up in tampa i'm working on it like we so we have a like we are the florida club is called the flopeds and we have one of our rides tomorrow it's over in melbourne but like we're working on doing regional rides because like we're so spread out um yeah. right now an orlando thing because there's a lot of people in orlando and we're just trying to like bring back like the the club that was there just bring back the people that were in the club so mm-hmm. Bottom right, is it Scrappy Doo? Is that Zach Smog? No. It looks like Zach's dog. The Scrappy Doo. I'm sorry. <laughs> Zach, if that's you, I love you. If not, I still love your dog. Next Jordan Valley's. Yeah. Hoosier. Yeah. Were there any other questions in chat? I didn't check. I think there were comments. I didn't see any. Okay, just comments. No questions. We're good. Yeah, I would also tend to agree, Colby, that we should, like, actually require helmets per the rules. But we do also I mean, most, have... Most the... states do require them, which is nice, but some do not. Have we Correct. ever had anybody in the last three to five years show up without a helmet? Because... I don't think so. I don't think so. I also haven't seen anybody in the last two years have uh and i've only like attended for two years but non-full face helmet and i think that's also really important because of all the horrible disfiguring mm-hmm. injuries that can happen to you if you're not wearing a full face helmet so for anyone that's viewing this after the fact definitely strongly <laughs> think about that if you're not already in ownership of one mm-hmm I love Hooter having our little squirrel friend. <laughs> Jordan, are you, are, you, are you planning on coming this year? 
you're not decided yet. Me? Jordan. Jordan. I think they're just playing squirrel right now. Okay. Is that Jordan or Valerie? It's a yes. That was a yes. They're coming. (laughs) Yes. I'm holding the squirrel to it. Is it the rain? Jesus. Jesus. No, it's a squirrel. No, is that a armadillo? Yeah, yeah. You got all the stuffed animals. Oh. I mean, is that a penguin on the fridge? I was thinking that can't be a real. No, that's a painting, right? Yeah, that's right. a real armadillo. Yeah, that's, that's a, definitely a penguin. That's Valerie. Hi, Val. Can you can you make a marijuana pipe out of that armadillo? No. Come on. Poor taste. I have nothing but poor taste. No, you have bad taste. Like you'd have to elevate yourself Whoa, up to that... poor. See, this is pretty much our Sunday morning brunches, and yeah. Yeah, now we'll have nothing to talk about Sunday, dude. Oh, I got plenty of ammo. Don't worry, Colby. (laughs) These are wild. Also, my side note question. Whoa, it's it's a pencil sharpener. That's crazy. (laughs) What's your question? Pencil case. That's crazy. What? Shut the hell up. (laughs) The things you do in Nebraska in the wintertime, I guess. I don't know. That's crazy. I highly recommend uh there's definitely an Etsy seller I've seen that makes like taxidermy mice that are little strippers and like their <laughs> little tails wrap all the way around the stripper pole. Highly recommend. Very funny to look at. Uh, yeah. All right. I don't want us to go too long though, just for folks that might be it's watching over. this later after the fact. It's so I hope they good. enjoy the end credits. Yeah. <laughs> Well, as uh, I gotta get Jim, to bed, I gotta work in the morning. If you haven't done it, it's a lot of flip, flipping fun. I yeah. hope you guys enjoyed the animals. Of course, uh, we did. it was an experience, <laughs> Valerie. Thank you. Definitely Thank an you. experience. Val, are you guys planning on coming this year? Perfect. What? Val, are you guys planning on coming this year? Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. It's. I'll stay positive. We're, We're thinking about it. Yeah. Cool. That's that's Floyd. Anyways, bye. Bye. What's the count up to Maitland? Uh, I haven't checked. Numbers. Yeah, I haven't checked. Our goal is to sign up by the end of February. I'm just making that now. (laughs) Wasn't it seven at the last session? That sounds right. So, and that if Chad and Patrick have not registered yet, I've not registered yet. Zach and team to be determined have not registered yet. So that's is fun. Sam going this year? Is Sam going to be in a club? She said, yeah. Un- unclear. Yeah. I think okay. there's been some back and forth about what's being decided exactly to be determined. And then I think team meet actually is probably going to split into potentially two teams because Mars was saying two person teams might work for this as well they definitely need to make team meat and potatoes just saying oh i like that but they were gonna do team meat and meat team meat team (laughs) how much would you guys pay to watch jordan eat that hot dog that's been on my uh van antenna for no i like jordan i don't want him to die okay i like jordan did anybody (laughs) donate to that we're just wondering (laughs) 
I will not you be involved in a homicide. Sponsored this year. <laughs> you could actually see how many people would pay to watch him eat it and how many people would pay for him not to eat it. That oh, that's a great idea. And then yeah, you double up. Yeah. It's like black. I don't even know if I could get it off the antenna, to be honest. I would pay to have him not do that. Yeah. <laughs> I think I'm going to be on that side as well. He's been debating it for like a month. <laughs> All right, cool. I will make the edits to the slide deck with the additional questions that were asked tonight, and we'll get that sent out to everybody. Um, are we going to uh, post this anywhere, Jim? Yeah, I'm. I think what I'll do, um, I'll clip. Like the first, I'll I'll try to like do Sierra's whole uh, slideshow, just the vocals on that, mm-hmm. and then like maybe a little bit of the Q and A. Try to figure out where I'll do that in the next few days. I'll throw that okay. on my podcast channel. Can, can you like clip the Q and A, but then also include the taxidermy animals? <laughs> no, I'm not doing video because video just I'm not a video. Uh, it, it's a pain. In the, I might. I could throw this up on my YouTube. I haven't done that for a few. I don't even. I'll get the audio up. That I can promise. Okay. Yes. All right. And then I'll um, I'll I'll send the um uh the I'll make this a PDF, I guess. Yeah, the updated slides that work. Yeah, the updated slides after the Q and A is done. On uh, we'll make it a PDF and then send it out to everybody that's been on both sessions. Cool. All right. Thank you, everyone, for coming. I hope this was helpful. I hope we see all of you participating this year. That would be super sick. Yeah, rad. Uh, thank you, everyone. Um, I'm going to close this out now and do a little work, and then I'm going to go to bed. So, okay. later. Bye. Thanks for hosting. Good seeing everyone. Again, thank you, Sierra and Maitland, for hosting this Q&A session and everybody who participated. Hope to see everybody in Burlington, and don't forget, everyone, mopeds are dumb. No outro this week. Yeah.